0: bonjour, all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco on March 7th. And it uh, feels like the middle of winter out there to me right now, but... Uh Hopefully, uh, better weather is coming, as my guest, Nita Joe Roundtree, told me. Hey, Nita Joe, so nice, great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you for inviting me, oh, or for letting me invite myself.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. That's all I got to say. Listen, I wanted to introduce you right away, because you always jump in on everything I say anyway. So, hey, I do want to let people know, uh, I was bragging and, and Nita Joe and I ended up giving three talks at... Uh, Uh, Northwest Flower and Garden Festival and uh, but what so I took uh, somebody's place but the funny thing is all these people came in thinking they were going to learn how to raise chickens
1: (laughs) and what did they learn instead well
0: they learned about bugs (laughs)
1: Well, chicken seat bug.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. That's right. And the funny thing is that I've been putting in for years to do this bug talk. And uh, Janet always thinks, oh, God, no one's going to want to hear a bug talk. So, uh, But she's, she wrote me and said that she was standing outside the room when everybody came out. She said they were ranting and raving about how much they like the talk. She's going to let me do it at a real good time next year. Good. So, oh, la, la. Well, so, bugs are important. Hey, bugs are important, and they're fun. They're interesting, you yes, know. Yes, they are. So the other talk I gave was uh, favorite plants, you know, because you can always throw that baby in there anywhere. Yes. And I want to let people know that the plant list from that talk, because I didn't have a plant list. I didn't have time to get one together. That is on the front page of cisco.com. So oh, good. So people can oh, jump on there. I will. I'll see what you were talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, see whether you were right or not. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I do want to say uh, hi to everyone that came to Garden Jeopardy. You weren't there for that.
1: I wanted to come. I really did. But you know what? It wasn't raining.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't blame you. And you... I,
1: I got my second order from Annie's annuals. Uh, <laughs> You had to get those little babies in the ground. Oh
0: man, yeah, you can't. You know, you don't want to let those plants sit in those pots.
1: No, that's
0: dangerous. You
1: need to
0: get them in the ground. Get them in the ground. Well, cool. All right. Well, it was a big success and uh, just really fun. And all the people that were, all the contestants were so fun. It's so funny because they argue amongst each other, <laughs> really crazy, but. But it was really, really fun. I just want to say thanks to all the folks who were the contestants and give Mary big kudos because she, you know, she programmed that from scratch. That's not some canned program you buy, you know. And then uh, she, I gave her suggestions for questions, but she came up with the best questions. The before and after were just fantastic. So Mary is a sharp cookie. She's sharp. She is definitely the braids of the outfit. There's no two ways. Yeah, I do want to say hi to everyone I saw at Eagle Harbor Bookstore. So I I don't know, it was a couple days ago, I think, I was over there in Bainbridge Island. That's a wonderful bookstore. Mm-hmm. You and I looked in the window that time we missed oh, the ferry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we would have liked to have gone in.
0: Oh, it's a really great <laughs> bookstore. I thought, well, nobody's going to be there you know, with all the problems going on everything, but it was a it was packed
1: Good. and
0: uh really nice folks got to do a nice book sign and so really fun for me and Thank you, you folks that are brave enough to come out and do that so uh it was fun. Hey, I wanna everybody know I'm gonna be at the Whatcom home and Garden uh show. And that is in Linden, uh, and I'll be there at 1 o'clock tomorrow, and i am be doing a book signing afterwards. So uh looks like most of the home and garden shows are going, so uh, I'm happy for that. So uh, I'm really excited because my book's doing really good, and I don't want it to stop selling. <laughs> so uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And then I'll be seeing all you folks at the Mill Creek Garden Club on Tuesday, where i also do a Book sign it, so I'm really excited about that. And then Friday I'll be at the Bellevue Rotary Club in for their morning things. So uh, it's some friend of yours. Oh yeah, that got me to go. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so two great. It's oh. uh,
1: he's actually married to one of our board members.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, Gretchen Stingle oh. oh, and her okay. husband
0: Robin. Oh, all right, neat. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. And then I'm flying to Eugene right after that. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I'll be at the Peninsula Home and Garden Show next Saturday at 3 p.m. And then I'm flying right to Eugene, and the next day I'll be on their Home and Garden Show. So uh lot going on. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I really don't. Uh,
1: what a schedule.
0: Uh, you know, the hardest part was flying home from France, flying all day, and then I went to the pre-party at because I was on TV the next morning, I had to know about the garden. Right. Oh,
1: plus you wouldn't miss that for the world. No, no, I love
0: that. <laughs> it was, I had so much fun. What did you think about Christian's nursery at uh, their garden at the Foreign Garden Show?
1: Fabulous, as always. So
0: good. It yes. won all the prizes the Peoples, the Founders' yeah. Cup.
1: I was there before the show opened one morning, and I, I was wandering around. I hadn't seen the gardens yet, and I was looking for it. And so I stopped, and I asked one of the other garden owners, do you know where the Christensen's display garden is? And they said, right there where all the people are standing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh. Oh, they did a fantastic job. You know what? I love those mannequins they had, too. Oh,
1: those were beautiful. Those
0: were really And very
1: creative.
0: Really creative. Everybody was voting for their favorite one, you know. My sister came to town and my niece. And uh, one of her friends was there and some other friends. So we had a wonderful time walking around in the garden. So it was really cool. Great. Fun having them here. Sure. Now, uh, I get to give away one of my books today.
1: Well, I want you to know that I have read every page in your
0: book. You have? Holy cats. i read cats.
1: every page, and it's actually good.
0: <laughs> I'm in shock. I'm in total shock. You actually liked it. There are
1: even stories in there that I haven't heard. Now,
0: that is a surprise to say the least.
1: No, it is pure charm and a lot of wisdom in the book, too. Oh,
0: cool. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. So it's called Oh La La. Last week, uh, a guy called in. He didn't want to win the book because he, he doesn't like trying to answer hard questions. Uh-huh. But I told him, your wife will like to read it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he got my, pro- my question no sweat. So.
1: Oh, well, you probably gave him five tries. <laughs> I
0: did give him a few tries. I got to <laughs> admit it. I helped him out a little. But uh, so I've given away Oh La La, Homegrown Stories, Helpful Tips, and Garden Wisdom uh, on the show today. That the a first person that calls and says they want to win it.
1: And they have to ask you a
0: question. Uh, they have to ask a question, yes. that's right. And and then and then they'll have to try and solve my tough stumper. And we already have a caller. Yay. OK, we've got Janet on the line. Hey, Janet, welcome to the show, and thanks for calling.: I see it's. Cisco, I want your book? Oh good. Well you're gonna you're gonna get a chance, but I got a tough question.
1: Well does she have a question
0: for oh, you? Oh yeah, you gotta ask I your got question first, time. Janet. I've got a t- tough question. It's about hummingbirds. Oh, cool. Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing. We, yeah, I know you love them.
2: Anyway, we have a feeder out here with, with some plants and stuff, and we've been seeing so many more of them.
1: I have two. I have three yeah. hummingbird feeders, and this year I have more than I usually have this time of year. You know, they always yeah. pick up in the summer. Yeah. But
0: right. it's amazing. They're fighting
1: so over the, the feeders. what's the
0: reason, Cisco? Well, you know what I think it is? I think that uh, the hummingbirds are starting to figure out where the goodies are. <laughs> and so if you're somebody that has plants for them and also has, you know, feeders out I think you just get more in your garden.
1: Well, we've had a mild winter, too. That's true, too. So I wonder if maybe some of the rufous are starting to come back.
0: Wow. Well, you know, it's possible. Oh. We're almost time for them to do it. and I've already got red critolus blooming in my garden yeah. right now. So I have pink. You got pink? <laughs> I don't even remember which one I've got right now. Okay, all right. Well, listen. No, these are, you know, seem to be Anna's, all
2: Anna's.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I'm seeing a lot of Anna's in my garden. Yeah. Is, it's fun when they come right up to you, and their whole head is all red, and their gorget oh, is very, very, uh, They're so... But I don't know if it's the mild winter, if the Rufus are coming back early, but... um but I've sure seen a lot in my garden too, so that's wonderful. That, great. So yeah. stumped you? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't <laughs> know the answer to that one. Well I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, doing a book signing at the Autobahn shop near my house on thirty fifth Avenue. So uh um i gonna it,
1: ask her a question. Okay,
0: all right. But uh, so, people, when you come there, I'll ask that question and I'll know the answer. All right, Janet, are you ready for a tough question?
3: Yes, I am.
0: All right. Here's your question. Do you know what ground beetles are? Those, they're the big iridescent black beetles. Are also called carabid beetles. They come running out when you pick up a log or a rock, and people go, "Eek." Squish. Oh, they're beautiful. So we call them the Eek squish bug because people stomp them so much, but they're very beneficial. Here's yeah. your question: Why do ground beetles have bad breath? Do you it's, want three? Yeah. You want three tries? I'll give you three ideas. You pick. Okay. Are you okay. ready? They yeah. eat too much garlic. They <laughs> eat Brussels sprouts. They eat slugs.
2: Slugs.
0: Ah, you got it! How did you get I thought that was really a hard question.
2: That was well, a hard it question. Was hard.
0: Well, Janet, congratulations. And uh, uh, I will sign this for you, and then I'll send it out in the mail, okay? Okay, great. Oh, great. And, um, hey, thanks so much for calling in. Don't hang up. Whatever you do, Blake's got to get all your... Uh, uh, information so that I can send the book to you, okay? And, sec- uh, 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 Cisco? Yeah? You're still sexy. Oh, la, la. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Janet, hey, thank you so much. Don't hang up now. We're putting you on hold, okay? God bless you. Okay, bye-bye. See you again soon. Bye. Okay. All right, we better take a break, and we will be back. My guest is Nita Joe Roundtree, one of my all-time favorite guests to have on the show. We'll be right back after this on 97.3 Cairo FM. This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Okay, uh, I'm going to... We're going to talk about something in a minute. I do want to tell you folks that come to the Linden Home and Garden Show that I went to the Northwest Hort uh, plant sale this morning, and I bought a bunch of rarities, and I'm going to give away. Erythronium revolutum?
1: Yes. Oh,
0: God, do I love that plant. dark foliage, all speckled with uh, spectacular uh, what color pink. Now,
1: pink, I think those are the Magenta almost. Ones. Yeah. yeah,
0: magenta flowers. I love it. It's spreading like mad in my garden. Yeah. It's a good one. Good. And uh, trulium chloropetalum with really dark markings on oh, the, yeah. the yeah. leaves. Oh, big clary flowers. Uh, what else did I get? I wrote it down somewhere. Here it is. Oh, um, I got a francoa. Nobody grows francoa anymore.
1: No, I have it.
0: I love it. And this (laughs) is supposed to have like six-foot-tall flowers or something.
1: Wow, that must be a unique cultivar. It
0: must be. That came from uh, Far Reaches Farm. Of course. And a nice critterless with red flowers. Mm. And there's something else in there I'm giving away, too, but I can't even remember. (laughs) Oh, it's a little uh, lungwort. Oh, pulmonary. Yeah, which I love. So all you folks that come to my talk tomorrow... You got a chance to win a cool plant plus a Gardening with Cisco t-shirt or one of my books. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, so you have some things coming up at the Bellevue Botanical Garden.
1: Yes, we do, hopefully. (laughs) We did, unfortunately, have to postpone your book Oh, yeah, that broke my heart. That was going to be
0: the funniest thing of the year.
1: But it still will be. We just postponed it (laughs) to March 31st, and we're hoping that all of this Corona panic will have subsided by then. I
0: hope so. Yeah,
1: and but it'll be lots of fun. You're going to tell stories from your book and sign books if people want to buy one. And we'll have hors d'oeuvres. We're hoping that we can have wine. We got the permit. You know, you have to get a permit in order to sell wine. So, and you have to apply like months in advance. So we had it for Tuesday.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: so we're going to we're calling them and saying, could we? Just switch the day. I hope
0: they'll do that. I hope so. Because I want people to drink a lot of wine, they'll like my stories <laughs> a lot better.
1: <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about them liking your stories. But, but it, it will be fun. It's just a postponement. It's going to be great. March 31st, mark your calendars, 6 p.m.
0: It's going to be fun, fun, fun. I'm really excited about that one. So
1: Yeah. And then week after next, Wednesday night, this is March 18th. We have Dr. Ari Novi, who's the president and CEO of the San Diego Botanic Garden. And he
0: used to do the U.S. Botanical yes, Garden. Yes, he was
1: the head of the yeah. U.S. Botanical Garden. Oh, yeah, Garden. yeah.
0: He is terrific.
1: Oh, he is amazing. And he is speaking the 21st century Botanic Garden, where we've come from and where we're going. Oh, he boy. is just so brilliant. But I, I just want to, can I read you this quote of his? Yeah. I think this is so amazing. He says, plants and flowers elicit a visceral response. They're familiar yet exotic, rarefied yet common. They're also complex biological machines providing a window into so many critical aspects of the human experience, from the highly emotional to deeply scientific says, that's the kind of eloquence and passion you get from Novi. His primary goal is inspiring people to connect with plants and nature. Wow.
0: Well, I'll be there for sure. I can't wait. Oh, It's going to be good.
1: It is going to be really good.
0: And it's not expensive to go to a talk at the Bellevue Botanical Garden at all.
1: No. If you're a member, it's only $5. Yeah,
0: I can't even afford that.
1: (laughs) And the best thing is to register (laughs) online. In fact, for your event, it's by registration only, no tickets are sold at the door. Doctor Novi, we will have tickets available at the door, but you don't have to wait if you buy a yeah. ticket in advance. Yeah, and it's, yeah, you, you just know, walk right in. Not a big risk of losing five dollars if y- something yeah. happens. <laughs> 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 you decide not uh, to go.
0: You know, there's another good reason to join the uh, Bellevue Botanical Garden. It's the Buzz is the best newsletter. I know of. It's really good, and you're writing a lot of great articles in there now.
1: And you have an article in every single
0: issue. Oh, it's really fun to write for it. So I. And it's it's great great.
1: since you don't write for the Times anymore. I'm so happy that we still get to hear from you. Well, I'm
0: glad I still get to write. You know, it's like it's really fun.
1: I only had to twist you your arm for about what six months or so. (laughs) It was worth it. It was. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We're so happy to have you helping us out with that.
0: Oh, thanks. All right. Now, listen, uh, we'll be back in a second. We're going to take a break. We've got Ron on the line, so find out what's going on out there in Radio Land. So we'll be right back with Nita Joe Roundtree and me, Cisco Morris, on 97.3 Cairo FM.
1: This is Gardening with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. Brought to you by PacificTopSoil.com and Moldbacks in Woodenville.
3: Ooh la la.
0: Here's Cisco. Ooh la la. Hey, uh, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. It's always nice to know that it's at least one person out there <laughs> listening. <laughs> hey, we've got Ron on the line. All right, we will not be stumped, Nita Joe. With All the right. two of you and me, it's totally impossible. We're ready. We're ready.
3: Hey, Ron. Yes, it's because this, this concern is kind of calling hummingbirds also. not sure if you're aware of this or, or not. We live out here on Tiger Mountain, and in back of the house out here, we've got uh, a number of old uh, western red cedars. And uh, red-rested sap suckers will be on there almost every day making their holes and feeding off that sap. So one afternoon a couple of weeks ago, I was looking out there, and I see a hummingbird. And it's going at the tree, one of the trees, almost as if it was feeding on a flower. It's, it's feeding on the sap. Yeah. It's, that's what I found. Apparently, they, they, tap, they will pair up with... Uh, um, the birds. Yeah, the roof the animals will, will pair up with the uh, sap suckers. Wow, that
0: is so interesting. For people that don't know, there's a red-breasted and a yellow-breasted sap sucker yeah. here. And what they do is, these are woodpeckers, they start pecking their way up from the bottom of the tree, then they come back down to the bottom and drink the sap as they go up. So, I've never heard of this before. Wow, is that cool. Yeah, that's really yeah,
3: interesting. And it, it Apparently, they, I, we did some research on it. My daughter's a wildlife biologist, and she dug into it. And apparently, the, the annas can go into like a tupo, which is like a... Suspended animation, it's not exactly hibernation. But they just saw uh, bats will do that too. So they'll kind of go into that uh, in between when they're not being able, when they can't feed or just take a bounce in between. Yeah, but
0: there's you, a
1: word for that it,
0: it, Torpor. It. Torpor,
1: thank torpor, yeah. ding, you. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: and, and the interesting thing about torpor is when they go into torpor, they're standing upright on a branch. Those little feeders are so tough, they don't walk, but they can hold on. That They go so deep into torpor, they slow all their metabolic processes down so far. Oftentimes, they'll whoop, and they're hanging upside down, but those little feet hang on. But, you know, this is bringing up a really good point, Ron, and that is that uh, if you feed hummingbirds in winter, you want that feeder out there the minute the sun comes up in the morning. Right. Those little hummingbirds are starving, hungry. They need food quick, immediately. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing you could do is let a hummingbird feeder if you don't have tons of plants to feed them, like you and I do. But if you don't and they're dependent on your hummingbird feeder and it runs out or freezes, they a hummingbird could starve to death in one half hour in freezing weather. Yeah. So, well, well, Ryan, that was just incredibly cool to learn that. You've added something for my hummingbird talk now. I have to tell Greg Butler about this. Yes. He did the hummingbird talk at Swanson's, and it was so popular. They had him give the same talk five times because it filled up every time. Wow. Geez. You should have seen him in Jeopardy. He got all the before and afters. I was so (laughs) impressed. Man. So, uh, hey, so uh, what's blooming in your garden right now?
1: Well, the Um I have a a plant called.
0: Oh, this better not be something I don't know about. <laughs>
1: well, well, I can think of the second part, but not the first part. But I'll tell you what: I have a question for you.
0: Uh oh. <laughs> Now I am going to get stumped.
1: <laughs> okay. I know you also have Melianthus. The yeah. The common name is honeybush.
0: Right? Yeah, I love that plant. That's my favorite plant on earth <laughs> today.
1: <laughs> today. This minute. <laughs> but you reserve the right to change your mind at <laughs> yeah, any that's, moment. That's true. <laughs> well, always, every winter mine freezes to the ground. Yeah. Which is okay because it comes back from the roots.
0: Because you got great drainage. Yes. Yep.
1: But this year, it didn't freeze to the ground.
0: Ah, yeah.
1: So the lower (sighs) leaves are dead, ready-looking. And the top is beautiful. Should I cut it back to the ground?
0: And before I answer that, let me tell people what Melianthus is, so if they don't know. It's this incredible tropical-looking plant from South Africa. that gets great big red flowers on it but it doesn't happen too much here that we get the red flowers and if we do they don't get goopy like they do in South Africa in south and they and it has these really uh uh very um oh, what am i trying to say about the leaves compound leaves that are incredible each little tip on the they're leaves. they're almost
1: fer- fern like they are
0: yeah. and it can get 6 feet tall and uh, in south africa the people walk by and break the flour off and eat it like a candy bar. But I wrote about that in either the PI or the Seattle Times, I can't remember which. When I got home that evening, there were 250 emails telling me that's the most deadly poison. Oh, great. Plant. <laughs> Only three or four people died from eating them. It was not that serious, you know. But, but Well, you uh, can skip that article for the buzz. Uh, 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 but I saw people eat them. So either they developed a tolerance for that over I the thousands did. of years yeah. or those flowers aren't poisoned. But don't eat them. <laughs> but it's uh, such a great plant. I love it. And most have blue foliage. But here's the thing. Uh, yeah, most years they die to the ground. I cover my... One of those really rainy winters almost took it out at my house. yeah. And uh, so now I cover them with fern fronds. And uh, that works great. And you should see mine is up already six inches from the ground. So
1: yours died to the ground? It died
0: to the—well, the woody stuff stayed up, and the top still looked good. Yeah. But the bottom— Looks ready like mine. Yep. You want to cut that right down to the new growth that's coming up right now probably.
1: Mm, I haven't noticed any new growth.
0: Mine is because I covered it with a fern front.
1: Oh, see, I didn't cover mine yeah, at Yeah, I
0: kept it warmer.
1: Well, so yeah. But
0: but out uh, a new growth, it's just exploding. So I oh. want to fertilize a tweedle out of it and get okay. it really roaring this year.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I've been meaning to ask you about that. Yeah, so. if you
0: leave it up, those bare stems will get bare and and It's uglier okay. than it uh, yeah. can be.
1: I thought, well, I could plant something in front of it
0: well you could do that, yeah. i mean i have i what I love is that everillo um what's that stuff the grass uh not the
1: oh uh Rex or yeah
0: Kerricks, okay, I love or that a for, but that's not high enough, that's Kerricks, okay, yeah, everillo it's evergreen golden grass, oh do I love that stuff? I have it everywhere, but my puppies are eating it. Mary's making me take it out of so many areas in my garden. It's making me mad, but I can't do anything about it. I don't want them to get, you know, a tummy ache from eating too much of that. But um.
1: Yeah, when I had outdoor cats, they ate my black mondo.
0: Oh, they love grass, I'm don't, like, don't they? Cha-ching, cha-ching. Mondo, my
1: black that mondo, would make me really. It's <laughs> like get away from that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those cats and dogs. Why do they want to eat all that grass? It's all good the time? for
1: their digestion.
0: I th- as long as they don't do too much. Well, I- I too much heard, of
1: anything is. I
0: better. heard that a dog ended up in the getting a tummy operation because oh, really? they ate the whole carrots, you
1: know. No kidding. <laughs> you
0: know? Uh, so, uh, but uh, I think it acts like roughage and pushes through yeah, things, it does. you know. So, 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 a certain uh,
1: amount is
0: good. But, um, but yeah, no, so if anybody out there... Now, if you live right by the water and your uh, Melianthus doesn't die back at all, then you might not have to cut it down. And Seattle you sometimes... When we had really mild winters, we didn't cut it back, but it was only if it looked really great.
1: Yeah, well, so. the top of mine looks really great, but the stem looks yeah. Really those bad. stems
0: are kind of ugly; those woody stems yeah. without yeah. any leaves on them. So, uh, but God, I love that plant. It's I, a good one. It's so good. So if you, you know, okay, I'm start. I see them at like uh, Wells Medina sometimes. Uh, Swanson's ballbacks might carry but they're hard to find. You don't just find them in any nursery.
1: And I'm glad you said Wells Medina. Oh. Because they are sponsoring Dr. Novi's oh, cool. lecture at the Bellevue Botanical Garden. What? So I. I was going to forget to thank them on the air. So thank you well, Cisco. And
0: and one time when I gave a big talk at the Bellevue Botanical Garden, they gave me plants to give away. That was so nice of them.
1: They are generous to the entire community. I mean not that they give away plants to anybody except you, but <laughs> but they they donate money in all kinds of different ways.
0: They're great. I you know, I they're terrific, and a lot of the uh, local nurseries, I always tell people, if you're going to buy my book, go buy it at one of the local nurseries because uh, uh, it's really helping the nursery when you, you know, we don't want to lose any more of them. I
1: know. We had such a rough time during the recession, and we lost so many growers and nurseries, and we need to keep those guys in business. Yeah,
0: and then after the recession ended, the property values went up so much so was, the, the property gets worth more than the amount they're making at the nursery. Yeah, right? was that White's
1: Nursery? White's Nursery. nursery. Yeah, a great nursery.
0: Oh, it was wonderful. Fernie's, another good yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, terrific. Okay, well, listen, we only have one section left in the show, so I'm hoping somebody will call and give us a question. Well, I got all this brain power <laughs> with me here. So, uh, boy, we learned a lot about hummingbirds already today. Oh, we today. did. So hey, give us a call. You can tell us about your hummingbirds too. So uh one triple eight nine seven three Cairo. This is the first time I gave the phone number oh. on the whole show. One triple eight nine seven three Cairo. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. All right, right back after this with Nita Joe Roundtree. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Gardening
0: with Cisco on the all-new Cairo Radio Weekends. And we're into our last hour, uh, last, uh, last hour of the one-hour show. <laughs> this has been going so fast, I can't believe it. Hey, we've got Pat on the line. Pat, thanks so much for giving Nita, Joe Roundtree and me a call.
1: That's Hi. wonderful. <laughs> How are you?
0: Hey, fantastic. Thank you.
2: Well, I have a question regarding moss, and I I know we've all got it, but I've got a horrible amount of it in my yard. Is it too early to start the thatching and aerating and reseeding?
0: Yeah, it's definitely too early. So are we talking lawn here mainly for the moss?
2: Yes.
0: Yeah, it's it's too early because all this rain we've been having, the ground is so saturated. It's unbelievable. You want to wait. Till we get enough dry weather. Usually it's mid March, but it could be later. It's almost
1: mid March. I know.
0: It's, it's hard already. to believe. But as soon as you could squeeze the soil in your <laughs> yard and uh, hardly any water comes out, but it feels moist, that's the time to do it. Okay.
2: All right. So probably later <laughs> this month or even the 1st of April.
0: Yeah. It is could is be. it ever
2: too late?
0: Uh, it can be, you know what, I never like doing it after about mid-May because then it's hard to overseed and get the seeds to come up. So I would okay. say you're better off earlier, you know, but it, it early April would be fine. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, it's, I hate dethatching lawns. You rent one of those verticutters or dethatching machines, you go one time. You turn around, there's this pile of thatch higher than the roof of your house. You're like, oh, my God, you know. And then you got to rake it all up when you're done. Uh, oh,
1: Are you sure you need to dethatch it? Is it just the moss? Mine's pretty bad, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah you and got... I'm going to have my yard service do it.
0: Oh, oh wow. Oh, well, that's not so <laughs> no bad. No problem. <laughs> well, I yeah, have them do that, but make sure you have them aerate and overseed. Yes. And, okay, and, and then
2: throw some dirt in there, too, I think. Well,
0: oil. I wouldn't throw any dirt in there. But you could, no. what you could do, here's what I would do if I were you. I would uh, have them de- dethatch it, and they always dethatch first before you aerate. Otherwise, it rips up the aeration holes like you never saw. Then have them aerate the living tweedle out of it. You can't put too many holes in there. You don't have to rake up those plugs. But then when they overseed they want to use a fifty fifty uh by weight mix of uh fine fescues and um uh, right. perennial rye things. And then and then um you know, put on the uh organic lawn fertilizer. Then mm-hmm. once the grass is growing really well, uh you could put a half inch of compost over the whole lawn. Oh they'll like that. Oh, okay. That works really yeah. good. You know what's funny? I told people that uh, that uh, top dressing never raises the level of the soil. Well, I kept uh, um, transplanting plants on one spot of my lawn. I have this gigantic hump. <laughs> from all the soil that's spilled out there. It looks so bad. I can't believe it. Mary's like, what the heck was that? So, it
1: looks like a little cemetery plot It block. is? It's really
0: <laughs> weird. But uh, so, Pat, I think if you do all this, and uh, you may have to do, uh, is it shady on your lawn? Um, it's It's,
2: Semi shady. I've got a lot of big trees, but as the sun moves during the day, then you know the it changes. But I do have shade, yeah.
0: Well, you know moss, it's it's opportunistic. Yeah. Wherever you got open ground, it fills in. It's actually been proven now that if gardeners stand still for over a half hour in the garden, sometimes moss <laughs> grows on your nose, which is extremely embarrassing. So <laughs> So uh you you might have to you know, at least do moss control in the fall, too.
2: Okay. Yes, that was going to be my next question. Uh, yeah, yeah. should I do that? Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll do that in the fall. Thank you so much. Love your
0: show. Hey, thanks a lot. That was a fun question. Thanks, Pat.
2: Always good. Bye-bye.
0: Okay, bye. So, again, want to remind people, because we only have a few more minutes, when uh, the Doctor's going to be there.
1: Dr. Ari Novi at the Bellevue Botanical Garden, a week from Wednesday, March 18th, 7 p.m. 7
0: p.m. And it's going to be a great talk. So it is. And you it, can
1: come and see Cisco yeah, in the audience.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I guarantee it. So, yeah, and I hope a lot, lots of you will come to the Watt Come Home and Garden Show tomorrow. So, and of course, I know I'll see tons of you at Mill Creek Garden Club. And, uh, and then uh, the Peninsula Home and Garden Show next week. And uh, I guess no one's probably listening from uh, Eugene.
1: So <laughs> I don't know. My brother and my sister-in-law are watching this
0: program from Albuquerque, New Mexico. How about that? Yeah, you can get podcasts. I actually had you on podcasts because someone wrote me an email and was confused uh, why my voice changed <laughs> while you were doing the show. I wrote back, so that was my buddy, Nina Joe tree. So I had to quick uh, listen to your podcast. It was great, by the way. I only listened to a while, but it was really fun. You did a terrific job. Well,
1: so. Thank you, Cisco. I try to take <laughs> lessons from you.
0: Uh, well, listen, uh, all right, everybody. Uh, okay, we got to go right now. Blake, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, jeez.